Hello and welcome to What a Scream, the horror movie podcast where I, your host, Ukraine, chats with a special guest every week about horror films. And in particular, we talk about two films that have to do with a certain subject or topic that I've previously randomly chosen. This week is not so random. Um, we are recording in April, though this won't go out to like the first week of May, but <laughs> the intention was there. Um, my special guest is Ruby. and. Hello. And our topic for this week is birthdays because we're both April babies. We're both April babies. I'm at the beginning, yeah. you're at the end. The entire exactly. month is ours. Exactly, exactly. Devastated, you're not a Taurus. No, Saz. Full, <laughs> full Aries, like, and really, let's face it, it shows. I've been told. <laughs> I, I don't really follow astrology. It's not, not something I ever got into, but I've had people like dead stone face look at me and be like, you're such an Aries. Like, I get that okay, about Taurus sure. as well. Yeah, people are like, oh, we know you're a Taurus. Like, because <laughs> I like sleeping like, and eating. <laughs> my whatever is rising. <laughs> I don't go too deep into that. I get really confused when they're it's like... very confusing. I did recently find out which of my things were like rising, house, whatever, but I've forgotten it all instantly, so... Yeah, same. All I know is that I'm a Taurus and a snake as well in the Chinese zodiac, so... I can't remember what I am in the Sony so I think I might be a rabbit. Aww. I know. What year were you born? 87. I think I think you are a rabbit, yeah. I think I'm a rabbit. Yeah. Sharp pointed teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so we are doing birthday horror. Um, <laughs> this episode. As much as that's a thing that exists. <laughs> yes. Um I mean what can you really say about birthday horror apart from birthdays can be horrific yeah and I think it's like <laughs> you know for some people their birthdays are of great importance and uh, like very joyful occasions and other people are like no get it away from me um <laughs> I am ageless I am eternal <laughs> don't talk to me about birthdays um for a variety of different reasons you know either they're just not into it or maybe they have like some L family trauma surrounding it which is like not uncommon so <laughs> Uh, but neither of these are well actually sorry that's a lie one of them is around a bit of birthday family trauma <laughs> yeah although both are quite family trauma but both are very family trauma oriented yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like I would never really associate birthdays with her I no I don't really care all that much about my birthday so I'm just kind of like meh as long as there's no clowns I don't care <laughs> well soz <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's kick off then with our first film. Would you like to introduce it, please? Hey, you're up. Look, I know this isn't going to make any sense. Stop global warming. I feel like I'm losing my mind. You sneaky little biash. Happy birthday. I've already lived through this day. Somebody's going to kill me tonight. So you can hear now. Is everything okay? Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Assuming that I believe any of this is even possible. Sprinklers. Car alarm. The way I see it, you have unlimited amount of lives. Unlimited opportunities to solve your own murder. So I'm supposed to keep dying until I figure out who my killer is? Sure. So, uh, sorry. 
Uh, so our first film is Happy Death Day, which is a 2017 black comedy. I want to say it's less of a horror and more of an homage to slasher films. Yeah. Um, as opposed to a truly slasher horror. It's it's more, it, it kind of, you know, it loves that genre without actually getting too deep into it. Um, so it came out in 2017. I already mentioned that. It was directed by Christopher Landon and written by Scott Lobdell. And it's super nice. Um, and it is about a pick me girl university student who with a bad attitude <laughs> who uh, turns out, so she wakes up after a, a hideously drunk night out. She doesn't really remember much. She goes through her day with her bitchy sorority sisters and not answering phone calls from her dad. It comes out that it's her birthday. Um, and she gets stabbed death that evening. And then she wakes up again the next morning, the same day, and is forced to relive the day over and over trying to figure out who is killing her and why. Um, she always dies, regardless of uh, <laughs> what ends up killing her. Um, and yeah, so it's just, it's it's sort of a murder mystery almost, being trying to be solved by the murdery. Um, and I, so here's the thing, I, I really enjoy this film because I have a, a weird love for time loop narratives. Like if it's a, someone stuck in a time loop, I just love it. I don't know why. <laughs> Like I love Groundhog Day, even though Bill Murray is trash. Um, there was a film out a couple of years ago. It's a rom com called Palm Springs, which is also about being stuck in a time lump, time lump, time loop. It was really fun. <laughs> um, like I've read loads of books with that kind of narrative. It's just some, there's something about it that I really enjoy. Can't put my finger on it to tell you why, but yeah. So it is. I know I I enjoy this film. I think it's a fun homage, as I said previously, to slasher films without really being too heavy into the into it being true horror. I think there's there's barely any blood in this movie. Yeah, I like, it is a true PG. <laughs> yeah, it is. I watched tried to watch this when it first came out and just couldn't get into it. Mm. Um, but whether I softened in my old age, but I, I thought. <laughs> I thought it was all right for like the rom-com generation, you know, like for yeah. that kind of teen generation E. It was all right. Um, the characters were quite endearing. It, you know, like you said, it was like a murder mystery. So I, I kind of enjoyed that. Um, the mask was done by the same guy who did the screen mask as a little. Really? Hmm, yeah. What did you think about the big baby mask? I thought it's it's pretty freaky. Like it's got that kind of like Uncali Valley creepy doll vibe, obviously. It reminded me a lot of um, Valentine, the yes. Cupid mask in that. So it wasn't it wasn't like overly kind of horrific or scarred for life or whatever. But like it was fine. It was it was it was fine. I think this whole movie, its tagline is like it was fine. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I do think like I do like the central characters, and I have seen the sequel, which is actually more of an homage to sci-fi movies than okay. it is slashers. So they actually kind of completely switched track, which I thought was really interesting. Um. Not to spoil anything, but she does get stuck in a time loop again, but it's like degrading and so they have to build a machine to turn it on, you know, and there's multiple timelines going on. Like it's much more okay. sci-fi, um, though she does die a lot again. So, you know, that's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently this film is a commentary on the age of social media and how young people treat each other. I didn't really... I mean, apart from like she has this character growth where, you know, she starts off as the bitchy girl and then because her name is tree she grows and becomes a better person yeah and, Teresa tree um but I didn't really get the whole age of social media thing 
No, I I feel like that's some yeah, someone's pulling something with that stretch. That's <laughs> well, it was a filmmaker. That that's who was pulling it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that he's. I I feel like that's trying to put more on, like that's trying to put more on it than it really mm. requires. Like it's it's a fun, silly genre film yeah, and like yeah. you don't need to have any greater thing i mean yeah i mean people are fucking terrible to each other when they're that age but like that was true but like you know we watch any sorority films back from prior to the age of social media like it was true back then it's true now they just you know have different channels yeah <laughs> yeah um it just like <laughs> it just felt like it was a bit like obviously we find out who the killer is it's her roommate. And she's attempting to murder her because she was having an affair with the lecturer. It just yeah, felt very having an affair with their professor. Yeah, it just felt very flimsy as a. I kind of, I kind of wish they'd stuck with the serial killer vibe. I wish they'd kind of gone really hell for yeah. leather on that. But that could be just my like interests kind of coming <laughs> into heart. But um, yeah, I I appreciated the serial killer as a good MacGuffin because mm-hmm. I mean I suppose if you do look back at it, there are some things kind of seeded through, but it's because as a character tree pays so little attention to the people around her she's so like self-absorbed and self-focused that she didn't notice any of that other stuff because i think even in the first the very first go round of the day it is mentioned that her roommate has this like secret lover and she's like really head up about it so it's like it is kind of seeded through maybe not enough um but um yeah i didn't mind it i like the poison cupcake as well as a <laughs> <laughs> Don't as, trust a, as a surprise <laughs> method of murder um considering the rest of it was so violent even though it was no good um, <laughs> it's sort of it's this weird thing though violence without violence it always weirds me out you know in like action movies and stuff where you have this massive body count i mean at least with this she is feeling the effects of all the murders i thought that yeah was i quite liked that one because obviously she's in she collapses during one of the mornings where she's woken up and she she arrives in the hospital and the doctor or the professor that she's having the affair with is like you should be dead with these injuries like yeah. what you've got so much trauma in your body you should be dead and i i don't know whether that was kind of like a hark back to perhaps what she's gone through like her mother died and her birthday is very traumatic for her and whether it's like you're holding all of this trauma in and it really will eat you from the inside yeah. whether that's a bit too deep of a, <laughs> of, of a reading of this <laughs> that makes way more sense than the social media thing like if you want to talk about the effects of trauma on someone psychologically that it can turn you from a very happy joyful person into someone who maybe appears at least outwardly to be a complete and total bitch because you can't deal with like you know interacting with other people or, or connecting with other people that's a much more interesting take in it than social media makes people mean i didn't see any social media i know there was no social media it's such a weird like whether at strange. the time what 2017 whether that was just the buzzword at the time like this is what we're going to associate it with. I think so. It must be because it's just so weird. It's such a weird take in it. No, I think like the effects of, of, of like emotional trauma and like grief is a much more interesting and relevant take than social media makes you mean, um, which it does. <laughs> now, there was one scene in it that really annoyed me and it, it was kind of like a throwaway scene. But it was a scene mm. where she goes to a frat boy's bedroom and he he um 
he get they they both kind of get attacked by the masked killer so the guy's dead and then the masked killer is like pinned her to the bed and he's trying to kill her and a guy walks in and she's like help me and he's like and then walks out again i was like that's such a shitty scene to put in and just have it kind of throw away because we all know like what happens you know there's lots of reports on what happens in frat houses with women um and so i thought it was a bit of a, a weird throwaway scene i guess i agree i th- i think the idea was because the guy the guy who brought her up to his room he had this like weird like fucking dance sound system set up i think the idea was that he couldn't actually hear her um properly and also he was hammered so he didn't realize what was going on um but i know i completely agree to put it in and not address it was weird if they had addressed it in, other, in any other way other than her being like you fucking dickhead um, like I'd say I'd imagine they put it in and be like you know to with the idea of like this happens all the time but imagine if it was a serial killer and then it's even worse when it's you know that's a stupid thing to do so no I completely agree with you as a throwaway scene it felt incredibly pointless um, and a bit uh, yeah it just felt a bit out of touch with what if they're trying to say that like they're trying to make a, a comment on how people treat each other <laughs> And it was it felt really out of touch um, just because it wasn't addressed any further. It was just left hanging there. Yeah, I agree. And there was just a few things like I know they were trying to set up like this mean girl society. And there was a lot of like fat phobia in it and like mm. implied kind of eating disorders. But it just felt a bit like you're you're talking about very serious things, but you're kind of like, how funny is this? Yeah. And it's just like, ah, oh, like you could have kind of gone without it and it still would have been fine. Yeah, I agree. I think it was made kind of at the beginning of the time when we really started being a little less tolerant of that kind of stuff as punchlines. Um, I know it was only 2017, but I suppose that was what, like that's six, six seven years ago now. So I mean, I, I, it seems it doesn't seem like that long, but at the same time, it's a long time because they're like, you know, you look at any of these things and, you know, they, they age as well or as, or as not as they do. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's one of those things. I think they could make this movie, remake this movie today almost identically and they'd probably leave out those two or three little things. And as you say, it would be exactly the same movie. Yeah. So would you recommend Happy Death Day to horror fans? To horror fans? Not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think this falls into my off-sighted category of people who maybe are not horror fans in your life that you want to watch something fun with. Um, Like... A question for you, actually. Do you think that even though I wouldn't necessarily call it a strictly a horror, do you think that it is a good homage or pastiche of, sla- of the slasher genre? Um, I guess. I guess of like, you know, like the... Sc- I guess. I guess of like the Scream era. <laughs> fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I guess of like the Scream era, maybe. But like, do we need it? Do we, do, well, like, do, do we need that? Yeah. Six, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like it's almost worse to say a film's just fine rather than being like it was good or it was bad. Yeah. I just feel like if it disappeared off the face of the cinematic universe, no one would notice. And that's so bad. Um, um, <sighs> sorry, to, sorry to answer your question. Like I quite enjoy this movie and that is a combo of the fact that it is a sort of horror comedy, which I enjoy. And then it's a timely movie, which I really love. So, but I can't necessarily say that that makes it a good film. It's just, it happens to scratch my very specific itch. 
Um, yeah, again, I think, yeah, if I was if I if if I was watching something on Halloween with my parents, I'd probably put something like this on because they'd be like, that's fun. <laughs> and my mom wouldn't have to see anything sad. She doesn't like sad endings. So <laughs> and there's no awkward sex scenes either. So and there's no awkward sex scenes. You know, it's a good Halloween movie to watch with your parents. There you go. <laughs> that's its new tagline. Um, yeah. Yeah. New category. <laughs> to watch with your parents at halloween mm. um okay let's move on to this next film then which yeah take it um, away <laughs> so we also watched 2014's clown directed by john watts and also produced by eli roth <laughs> There's no clown coming. Who double books a clown? I thought you had a backup. Everything's gonna be fine. Perfect. Mr. Clown? Dad, hurry, I'm gonna be late. I physically cannot get it off. It's suffocating. One, two. So it follows this guy who his son is having a birthday party and the clown cancels. And so he's renovating this house. And in the attic, he finds, what do you know, a clown costume. And he puts it on, entertains the party. But then he realizes that he can't take it off, that the nose is attached to him. The hair has melded into his scalp and he can't actually take the clothes off. And he goes to a specialist and he says, well, this is not a clown costume. It's a cloin costume, which is an Icelandic clown demon. Um, And this guy is now turning into this demonic entity and he must be satiated by feeding on children. Um, What did you think of clown? So, okay. So I am not an Eli Roth fan. Who is? (laughs) There must be someone out there because he keeps making movies. Someone keeps giving him money to make movies. <laughs> I I think that he is generally nasty without any point behind it, which I dislike. Um, So that being said, this was better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, Was good. No. Um, and I, I, look, I thought it was well shot. I liked the creature design. It got one really good laugh out of me which we'll discuss in a second. Okay. I think I know what it is. You probably know exactly the (laughs) because it was genuinely very, very funny. Um, Yeah, I thought it looked great. The problem that I had with it was I did not give a shit about any of these characters. I don't care about the wife. I didn't care. The the only person I cared about was the bloody dog. Because that's my default. I didn't care about the kid. I didn't care about the husband. didn't care about the mom, dad, fucking Carlson from Iceland, whatever, whoever. Um, Mr. Carlson with his weird warehouse um, I just yeah there was nothing that made me like care about the fact that this guy was turning into a demon or whether that demon was going to eat his child like I was just like okay whatever like <laughs> you know, I was doing a lot of Amazon shopping while I was watching this movie I think that's kind of the best way to <laughs> for a film that's kind of I mean again am I reading too much into this but I was like is this about domestic violence is it about like um male mental health etc etc i feel like it could have been but it just 
I didn't care. Like you said, I didn't care about any of them. I don't think it was for a film that could have been about that. You know what? I think if they'd lent into that, if they'd, whether they realised that or perhaps, you know, they didn't intend for that to be what its subject was. But I feel like if they leaned into that, it would have been better. But like you said, I had no feelings devoid of emotion for this this family that were going through it. Um, yeah, and it, it made a lot of the bits that could have been very, very cool and interesting kind of just have a lot less impact because you didn't care if someone got hurt. You were just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, what I did like about it was the rainbow-coloured blood. Yeah, so that is the bit that got the really big laugh out of me is where so he's trying to kill himself because he realises that he can't get this suit off the demon get rid of the demon and so he shoots himself in the head and there's this like rainbow splatter behind him and it was very funny i have to say and there is like it 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 holds for just the right amount of time like there is an extended shot on his body and this rainbow paint just dripping down the walls and then he comes back to life everything's fine but it's that was quality i thought that was very very funny yeah the middle of it gets a bit because I was like okay the opening bit I was like yeah okay cool like you know the 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 end bit where we're kind of seeing him first in the kids playpen and you know I was gonna say the bit in the kids play center with the one of the kids is like in through going through the ball pit and all the tunnels looking for his brother and I found that quite quite affecting not like but just it kind of brought back these weird sense memories for me of being at those centers as a child and like not necessarily being chased by a demon clown obviously but like I don't know do you ever remember like being in that and you'd suddenly realize that your friends you couldn't find your friends or like everything clearly like that you you know the the bell for closing had gone but you hadn't noticed because you were having so much fun and suddenly no one was around you're like oh fuck (laughs) you just like scrabble through these plastic tunnels to go and find your parents so I thought that was actually very very well done but yes the entire middle was just so boring I don't I can't even remember it it was just him on the run basically he went to your man your man tried to cut his head off he went back and he was like hey, this guy tried to cut my head off and everyone's like, you're clearly fucking crazy. You're dressed as a clown. And then he went on the run for a while trying not to eat children. Oh, by the way, that was the other thing. Every single child in this movie was a fucking moron. Except for that one in the tunnels who was like, Jesus Christ, run away. There was like that child who was just randomly opening doors at a motel in the middle of the night being like, hi, Mr. Clown. (laughs) Where is this child's family? He has to belong to someone. Does he just live in the motel by himself? Who is he? I feel like from a lot of horror, I have uh, learned how to parent in a certain way that I'm like, Nate, you will not be a, a horror child. No. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, are kids idiots? Yes, because they have a limited experience of the world. But I think kids are also generally more intuitive and smarter than most people give them credit for. But this movie was like, all children are complete and utter morons. They have no, like, no, yeah. Like that fucking, and then, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, they all drove me mad. Yeah, no, also that one in the motel. <laughs> what seven-year-old still wants clowns at their birthday? A sick seven-year-old. That child's going to grow up to be a serial killer, just like his dad. <laughs> I I hate clowns, like real-life clowns. I love horror clowns. Hate real-life clowns. So I'm just like, what kind of kid? And like all the decorations were clowns, and it was like, yeah, stop. 
<laughs> and a little like cupcake stopper clown guys. Yeah. I was like, those are choking hazards. A number one. I don't know what mother would put those. Like that's the child's gonna die. <laughs> like no demons needed. <laughs> so I was kind yeah, of just sharp things in the bottom. Yeah, of I know. Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't put inedible things on on edible things. Yeah, that's it's a good rule. rule, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I remember when this came out. There was a massive, massive buzz about it. A because Eli Roth was attached to it, um, which a yeah. funny story. Apparently, so the fi- the the filmmakers they did like a little teaser trailer before they'd even made the film. Like they did like a, a mock trailer of it, and they it was based on a short film, wasn't it? Yeah, but they'd put up like Eli Roth presents, and this was before Eli Roth like even knew of them and apparently that's what made him come on board because they were like oh they've got balls I'm gonna do this with them um, yeah, that, that sounds like a thing that he would appreciate <laughs> yeah so when his name was attached by it and it started getting loads and loads of press because of who Eli Roth is you kind of had that association that would be really fucked up and I don't it's think it's not really it's I, I guess they're going for the shock factor with the whole like not even kids are safe in this you know we're gonna tear apart a seven-year-old yeah but it just didn't feel scary or shocking. And that's what I want from a clown film. No. Yeah, I didn't think it was scary at all. Because, I mean, by the by the time he is full clown, it's like, it's it's full creature feature. It's not really scary clown. Um, Like, the scariest clown is the one on the poster. That poster is a pretty good poster. <laughs> um, But before that, it's just, yeah, it, yeah, it's, you're right. It's just not scary. Yeah. And like, did they need to give it Icelandic folklore? Like, no, I felt that that was kind of complicated it even more. Also, it made no sense because it was like, ah, oh, this the cloyne was never about the colors and the things. And then, but the, the 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 demon seems to have gone like full whole hog about the colors and the things, in to the point where it has like rainbow paint for blood. <laughs> but like, we've already got that assimilation. We've got that from it, you know, like a, a yeah. demon assimilation into Taking a clown the form of a, yeah yeah sure and it just like i would have gone more for clown possession you know this was a disgruntled clown and now he's possessed by this yeah the fucking ghost of of gacy you know whatever you need to do whatever you need to do to get this done um you know you know i'm not a massive fan of, of exploiting real life um, murder for our own joyful mm-hmm. entertainment but um, yeah you know you, you gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> yeah I was it necessary no it did end up with a kind of cool creature design though I'll give it that um, like I don't think it added to the film in any way shape or form <laughs> just yeah I'm, I'm really sad because I'm just I really need a really scary clown film and I feel like I can't think of one in recent years that have really no. fucked me up. Like even it, I think, is quite the the most recent it was a bit of a Yeah, I really enjoyed the recent it movies, but like they weren't anything like I enjoyed them for what they were, but I wouldn't say they're they're like the scariest things in the world. But I think that's over reliance on CGI as well. Cause I think like once once Pennywise was out of his like you know physical clown form and into like crazy demon nonsense and i was just like eh yeah yeah we need more evil clowns just not more in evil clowns in the world well That's not in reality um. 
It's like, where where was I? And there was a clown, and I was like, get the fuck away from me. It was only recently. recently? <laughs> you know what? It might have been like a street performer in Dublin, and I saw it, and I literally like threw up in my mouth, and I was like, you freak. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of clowns myself, but um, I don't think I have quite as visceral, visceral a reaction to them as you do. <laughs> also, because both my my husband and my brother are both involved in the circus arts. Neither of them are clowns, but mm. they're both involved in the circus arts. So I think I have to be more aware of like clowns in the wild. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> so would you recommend clown to our fans? No. <laughs> no. It's boring. Mm. It's like, you know, it's even worse than fine. It's boring. Um, and it shouldn't be boring. It's better. It should be better than that. But it, it, here, look, it looks pretty. I'll give it that. I will give it that. Yeah, I mean, if you watch it for nothing apart from Rainbow Clown Blood, like... Yeah. Yeah, look, if you're bored on a Sunday afternoon, throw it on. It's not gonna it's not gonna scare you anyway, so no point in keeping it for the evening time, you know? Is this a film you can watch with your parents at Halloween? Uh, no. I don't think so. <laughs> I think they would be put off by... I think they'd be put off by the child murder. Oh, yes, there is that. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> So it does not fall into that. But you see, it also doesn't fall into a horror movie you can watch with your friends who aren't horror fans. That's true, I think, yeah. I think non-horror fans would probably find this a bit freaky. Like, yeah. don't, You have to forget that our, our bar for anything remotely scary is like fucking in the sky, stratosphere. <laughs> so we'd like, we, it doesn't count for us. But like, if you're not a horror fan, you probably wouldn't like this. You'd be bored and you'd be freaked out. Mm. <laughs> At the same time, horrible. What an unpleasant movie watching experience. I'm boredly freaked out or freak, freaked out yeah. and bored. I don't know. I'm uncomfortable and I'm bored. Please make <laughs> it stop. Um. So if you could watch any horror film on your birthday, which one would it be? <gasps> oh my goodness. Uh, probably the original Evil Dead. It's a like, fun romp. Or Evil Dead 2 or Evil Dead 3. Any of the original Evil Dead <laughs> Just the whole of them, actually. That is your birthday. I just want Bruce. Marathon. Yeah. 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 A movie marathon. Uh, I just want Bruce Campbell on my birthday. Makes me happy. <laughs> also watch any any episode of Ash versus the Evil Dead. I recently watched all of that. And I literally, I watched all three seasons in like three days. It's yeah. So it's very easy bingeable. to digest. So easy to digest. The bit where he wears a, wears a corpse as a hat. I nearly died laughing. <laughs> I nearly died. I, I do think they ruined it in season three. I was because I remember because I it had already been cancelled by the time I got around to watching it. And I was like, oh, I'm really sad. But like, and then I watched season three and I was like, I get it. Something has changed. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you fucking ruined it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think on my birthday, I would obviously like to watch The Exorcist because that's that's me. Um, that's you, yeah. Yeah. But I also think like Scream's quite a good on birthday watch yeah. yeah i yeah actually do you know what what i tend to go to for like comfort watches which would include my birthday i think is 90s and early naughty slasher films like i on my birth like so what because i was the only horror fan in my my group is when i was a teenager so when it was my birthday i always got to choose the movie that we got with the, the what we got from the video shop we go down to extra vision and i got to choose and i would usually choose stuff like i know what you did last summer uh, Lake Placid was one I got out for my birthday one year. <laughs> I just recently like, watched usually that. Usually there was at least 
As it, I really loved Lake Placid. I, I really enjoyed it, but uh, I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, um, for nothing more than yeah. Betty White being absolutely fabulous. <laughs> I mean, look, the woman is a fucking legend, and I will watch anything <laughs> she's in, even if it's a bit shit. So. <laughs> Okay, um, so where can people find you on social media if they should choose to do so? Uh, if you choose to do so, you can find me at the Ruby Noir most places that it matters. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter at what underscore scream, Instagram at what a scream, and don't forget to like, review, and subscribe. Um, and don't forget to stay horrific. Goodbye.